Hey, Will, when's your birthday? August 18th. Oh, so yours has already passed. Guess when my birthday is. Oh, it's this week, isn't it? Thursday. Yeah, it's okay. Thursday. One foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. You're doing the Hobbytown Hobbyplex show podcast for your enjoyment. Um, I'm a little stuffy. My voice might be kind of weird today, but that's okay. I'm at home, chilling out. With me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, Will Brinton. And uh, we're ready to do this tonight through uh, thick and thin. Is that how they say that? Yeah, yeah, it's thick, all right. As always, this show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. If you're getting a uh, home loan, refinance, something like that, and you mention our show, uh, you can get a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your interest rate. They've been with us now almost a full year. It's coming up January. So we've been able to come to you weekly because podcasting isn't exactly free. A podcast of this high quality is just not come. (laughs) Does not come without a price tag. Yeah. So make sure that you ask for Don Zoller or uh or if you if you feel like it, uh you know invest for Aiden Olson's dad. And more than likely Aiden Olson's dad. Aiden Olson's dad. More than likely he will uh direct you to Don Zoller either way. So Yeah. But, you know, you can just call and talk to him. You know, he's a nice guy. Just yeah. Ask for Aiden Olson's dad. BS a little bit before you talk to Don. You know, it's cool. Super chat. As always, uh, Super Chat is now live for the Hobbyplex show. So rules are, any questions that pop up on the uh, on the feed here will get answered here towards the end of the show. But if you want to buy a question, we will stop everything we were doing and we will answer that question or topic. So um, perfect. Yeah, so give us some money. Yeah, it's a way to it's a way to actually give you some value for what you're doing. Hey, Will, when's your birthday? August 18th. Oh, so yours has already passed. Guess when my birthday is? Uh, today. No, not yet. Thursday. Oh, it's this week, isn't it? Thursday. Yeah, it's okay. Thursday. I know it's the same day as Scott's. Yeah, yep. Scott and I, well, I don't know how old Scott's going to be, but I'm going to be 42 years old. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so. One foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're exactly like ten years older than I am. Yeah, because I'm. Out. Yeah, because I'm I'm thirty, uh, one. Yeah, thirty one, and you're forty one. Well, you were. Well, well you I'm are forty two. But yeah, so eleven, nearly eleven, ten and so, ten, ten months. Or <laughs> so from, uh, from December third till August, or I'm sorry, December third to April eleventh. I'm four years younger than my wife. Nice. I'm and like three from, years younger than my wife. From April through December, I'm five years younger. Yeah. Some some say she's robbing the cradle, but I say she's robbing or I'm robbing the grave. Where did that? <laughs> what's that from? I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought it was from something. <laughs> so, did you see? Uh, just talk about the 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 kind of going on. It's 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 year two of a lot of guys' contracts. You see the Ryan Lutz thing. Yeah, I I had somewhat of a prediction that came true. Uh, what did what did I say that 
It'd probably be a company like starting out. Yeah. That he'd be with. So yeah. That's cool. So uh W where's this at? W R C and uh they're kind of like a I guess like a European on road that's now getting into ATL. Hmm. And uh, you know, I looked at some of their cars. They have an F one car, which kind of piqued my interest, and they've got a on road car, they got a touring car. Are uh, these asphalt cars or carpet cars? No, they look like carpet cars to me. But if it's European, yeah. I guess you never know. It, it could be either or. Yeah. So, because aren't they different cars? Yes. Well, yeah. I like uh, X Ray's got a. Does X Ray still do an asphalt car and a carpet car? I guess no I never idea. looked. I mean, the grip's so have, high on carpet. I mean, I don't know. They used to have like a uh, a U.S. version and a Euro version. Euro version was the was the rubber tire asphalt car and the and the US version was the carpet car. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like now that we all run rubber tire, you don't really see that as much at all. Yeah. Because a lot changed like with the geometry of the A arms and everything with the tire that wide, I thought. Like with foam. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. I saw pictures of the car. I thought the car looked fine. You know? Yeah. It's like an eight scale. It looks like an eight scale. Uh, you know. Yeah. I didn't look at it. <laughs> I saw the picture of him holding it and I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. Never heard that's of that. Okay. That's cool. I, I think the big news from from what from everything that I read, I read the summary of, of his introduction to everything, is that they're gonna try, at least for now, to not do the standard model of coming in and giving everybody and their mom the sponsorship mm-hmm. to get the car out there. They're actually gonna have like a, they I think it said one or two uh influencers. And then, and then they're going to try to get in through the hobby shops. Nice. I mean, I'd be interested to give it a go if, if, if I was guaranteed what sometimes needs to happen with us at the Plex is like, if, if we don't sell it within a certain period of time, we mm-hmm. need to be able to either send it back to you or have you give us some sort of rebate so we can discount it, you know? Yeah. So I like mean, I'd be all, sessions, yeah. yeah, I'd be all for uh, bringing in a new product that, that, that's you know different and new, but yeah, have to be some sort of understanding that you know we would need a little bit of help if it doesn't move. I, I'm not going to make. I'm not going to say that this is on the same level, but like we've been burned. For instance, like like caster racing. Mm-hmm. I remember back in when did that car come out? Like 2008 or nine or ten, something like that. Yeah, and you know we we ordered some and nobody ever bought it. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we had to basically lose money on it just to sell it. Yeah. I think Andy had a caster car. Yeah. He got some somewhere, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's happened to the Plex. I don't know how many times, like new, new, uh, new brand comes out. It's going to be the end all beat all. We're going to project all these sales. You're going to sell it. And then nobody buys it. You know? Yeah. I can list off a couple. Uh, O'Donnell. Remember that car? Yeah. Oh, I remember Durango. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to, we had to fire sell those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are two that come to mind right off the bat. Yeah, super chat. Oh, we got a super chat. Hang on. How how much are they for? Jason Haley put in a dollar forty nine, uh, <laughs> and he said he said no question because there's a little birthday cake. Oh. Uh, Rod Case who. Uh, has a channel called RC Racing that uh, he basically um, 
does a lot of RC videos from the Plex, but also from other tracks that he's been to. And he's got some other little bits in there, like like him working on his car and, and trying to um, explain what he's doing and stuff. So you could, uh, we'll give him a plug, uh, go to find RC Racing and uh, it's Rod Case Racing or RC Racing. Subscribe to his channel. He's trying to get up to those that thousand level subscriber count. Yeah. No, his, his videos are really good. Yeah. I didn't do any videos from Saturday because I was not feeling very well towards the end of the day. And I mm-hmm. honestly did not feel like holding up my phone to take the videos. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, uh, can't do it. So I let him do all of it, all of his, not let him, but I just relied on him. Super chat. We got a super chat. Joel Florkey, uh, wants to know, is it possible to race RC cars for a living? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. There's guys that do it, but they drive, they it. drive more, more in a year than I probably have in my whole career. Yeah. Making money on the RC racing side of things though. Every team driver, even the, even the lower percentage guys have the possibility of earning money from their sponsor, but you have to get that position. So mm-hmm. for instance, like let's say you go to the world's off-road worlds and you get third place. And as long as you're running products from that company that you're sponsored by, your contingency money is not only for third place, but also you can get an a, a extra little bonus for the tires you run, for the speed control you run, for the radio that you have. Mm-hmm. That that can be up depending on who it is and what their contract says. I mean, you could score a pretty good couple thousand dollars. Yeah. The problem the problem is is if you look at the results from the last 20 years, there's only a handful of guys who can do that consistently. Yeah. And it's like the guys that do it, I don't feel like they set out to be like a paid professional RC car driver. Like they just did it because they love doing it and it just happened, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Like if you're racing to, to try and... Uh, be sponsored or you're you're racing with the sole intention of wanting to be a paid driver you're I mean, just you're, gonna you're, get pissed off and frustrated yeah most of the time yeah. so i like i would totally recommend like if you love doing this and you like doing it just do it because you like doing it and the other things will happen secondary yes and I don't, I don't know about you but i i i know that from personal experience i almost quit way back in the day uh mm-hmm. because i was i was going to every race I possibly could and try. And when I wouldn't get the results I wanted, I'd be very upset with myself. And then when I did get the results, but I didn't get anything from it, I felt like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. And I came back to it. This was in the early two thousands. I came back to it with a, with a different mindset the second time around. And, uh, I just went out there to try and have some fun. Next thing you know, I was sponsored by associated. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what happened, happened to me. I've never, never driven with the intention of trying to be sponsored or pick up a deal or, you know, yeah. do whatever. It's always just, or wor- it's like when you worry, and I used to worry about my results, but it's just like, like it, it burns you out and it, it actually you get worse results and you worry about the results. So just drive as hard as you can and 
you know, do it because you like doing it. Like don't, you're there, you're not there to please anybody, you know, like yeah. if you are sponsored, you're as long as your stuff is, uh, or, you know, working good and your cars are well represented and you're a good guy at the track. What more could they ask for? It's more, more of this, the mentality of doing it because you like doing it, you know? Yeah. That's kind of why I work at a hobby store. You know, if I hated RC cars or didn't enjoy when a new car or new something new to the hobby came out and I happened to be the first one there at the store to see it, you know, mm-hmm. what would I, what would I be working there for? What's new? What do you think about the large scale Yokomo USA Exodus? What do you think that means? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like it, it me it could either mean they're because Losi did that at one time. They cut way back on their race team. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, uh, either something. It, obviously, something's happening to the company. I mean, that was kind of obvious when uh, they let Masami go. But um, I mean, it, it could mean a lot of things, and I, I don't want to speak. You know. Uh, like I know, or something like that. Yeah, but. it's hard for me to to speculate with mm-hmm. any true command on what's going on. I just, as an outsider, you've seen this from uh, Tamia and Kyosho, and mm-hmm. now Yokomo. Just makes you wonder, I guess. Well, I hope everything you know works out for them, and they're still a brand in some some capacity. Um, it would really suck if like all these people you, like not even the people that, that um, are sponsored by them, but the people that bought those cars to race. Yeah. Big time. That would be brutal. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I had my Yokomo a couple years ago, thought it was fine. And, uh, yeah, I've been wanting a truck ever since I, I went to Hutch and there was a guy there that had a Yokomo truck. And it looked phenomenal on the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I want one of those. And then I never got around to it. Okay. Speaking of trucks, I, 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 have to, I saw this and I was like, huh? X-Ray is coming out with a short course truck. Oh, really? What the heck? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> huh. That's neat. <laughs> like, like uh, this doesn't seem like like something they would ever release you know like yeah it i mean it's a racing it's a class that gets raced but like the pro drivers aren't really running short course anymore so it just seems no. like a like a, a gap like like late to the boat you know right that's what i thought i'm like why I mean, it's kind of like what you said last week, how it's probably if you have a truck already, it's probably one of the easiest things you could make extra. Yeah. But I just unless they're unless they're thinking x-ray ready to runs. That's the only thing I could see it being is like a ready to run platform. Yeah. You know, or like maybe they would use it to make RTR trucks, but because they don't really have one. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if they were to come out with a ready to run vehicle, I guess short course would be your bag. Yeah, I don't know. I, it almost, I almost looked at my watch to make sure we were in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, isn't it, X-ray is like a company that isn't, they're, they're like 
funded by the government somehow. And oh, maybe you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe they don't have to turn a profit on it or they're right. like, they just have to come out with something, you know? Yeah. I can't, I can't remember how that works. I'm, I'm sure somebody knows a lot better than I do, but yeah, I, I thought that's how they had that facility and were able to turn out cars every, every year or yeah. whatever they do for Honra. But x-rays, x-rays made some weird stuff too. They a long time ago, didn't they have that little 18 scale nitro Honra car? Yeah, I I have the 18 scale electric car. It's it's oh. upstairs. It's it's way upstairs and st- shoved in a box. But I oh. have one of those. Yeah, it's the X-ray M18. Yeah. Uh I have mine's all tricked out. I have the aluminum drive shafts and like the hex wheels and all the stuff and then I got a There used to be this company called Penguin RC. Yeah, um they made that. like a a really adjustable chassis. I bought that for it. Yeah, that car was like the or the HPI Micro RS4. That thing killed that car. Yeah, that, that like when that car came out, nobody raced the that the belt cars anymore. It was all shaft driven, eighteen scale. Yeah, and then they had a stadium truck <clears throat> made off of that same platform, the M18T. Yeah, yep. Uh, I I didn't have one of those. No, I did. I bought one off a guy uh, at the Lincoln store, but. Uh, my associated truck worked better, so I got I just ran that. Do you remember the Kyosho Mini Infernos? I do. Yeah, dude, those things were so awesome. Yeah, I I almost bought one. So, um, Tony Price and Chuck, um, the dude who we named the the John and Chuck rule after the Summer Series. It's why it's why there's only one car per class or one car per person. Oh yeah, like when the, you the, win a the, kit. Yeah, the first summer series we ever had, 2005. John, enormous guy, he won a Revo and like an eight scale, and then Chuck won won like a T4 and a gas truck, and then something else. And, yeah, and I was like, okay, well, that's the last time we're ever doing that. If you win a kit, that's it. I'm pulling your name out. So it, it's mm-hmm. John and Chuck rule. But Tony Price and Chuck, they both had this. Uh, they had this um, uh, Kyosho. Mini Inferno that was all decked out with all aluminum stuff. Yeah. And and I remember uh going to Fort Dodge. Fort Dodge used to have a little dirt track back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I went up there maybe once or twice. And one of the times I went up there, they let me drive this thing on the track. And it it did better lap times than like mod four-wheel drive. Really? And I almost bought it. I should have bought it, but I almost bought it. They actually let me take it. And then after a while, I was like, man, what am I gonna do with this thing here? Like Let's think about how yeah. much money I owed him. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to give it back. So I gave it back to Tony. I said, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it. That, that thing was so cool. I, and that, that car came with the, like the, the fake engine. Yeah. It, right. Yep. yep. And yeah, there was a guy, it might've been one of them. There was a guy that raced one when we raced on carpet at the, uh, Omaha track, but before we had I, the dirt outdoor track, I, I bet you it was Chuck and super nice guy. I I remember talking to him. And well, you would remember hit, Chuck because he had like he only had like one good hand. The other hand was was small, kind of like Zeke Bellinger. Oh, okay. You uh, remember that? I don't remember that, but yeah. I remember watching him drive it, and we had those same rumble strips that we have now, and like the the uh, the RC 18s. You'd have to like charge those and try to jump them. You could yeah. clear them, but that car, you could just like. His, his, the thing was like a Cadillac, just like driving yeah. a couch over those, just like wouldn't yep. get upset at all. Yeah. 
Those things are so good. Other than that, I don't think there's too much info. There's still no info on Ryan yet or anything like that. And I'm sure we'll find out uh, as we get into next year. I think this is the this is the cycle, though, for sure. Where we're on that two year cycle where these guys' contracts are all up. Yeah, there's going to be some moves. I think the pro line horizon thing is going to shake that up too as well. Oh, you think you're going to have a lot of people leaving pro line, or do I you think, think you're going to be picking up people? I, I I think a little bit of both. I bet you it's it's uh it's some people leaving because they don't want to have to drive a TLR, and I bet you there'll be some that that will put the two together, and we might we might have some new TLR drivers next year. You you don't you don't think that you'd have to run Proline tires if you ran TLR, do you? I don't think so. I I at least not yet. I don't think so. Yeah, I I don't think that ever happened. I haven't talked. I I haven't really talked to like Tom about it, who's sponsored by J Concepts, but um. I, I don't think they would do that part of it because for no. a little while, for a little while there, you had to run spectrum stuff. Yeah. And that was a big turnoff for me personally. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think they'd ever do that. I've see, I, I think that you'll probably see more pro line drivers, honestly, because uh, they probably have more, they probably have uh, more means to the sponsor people. <clears throat> You know, and I, I bet, true. I bet they, I bet they, they probably still operate independently. That's what it you said. Know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, that doesn't make sense it, it, to me, like having to run, it'll probably be one of those things that if you're a TLR driver, you probably get a better deal on yeah, stuff. I, it, dude, I'd be pretty stoked to be honest with you. If I didn't have a tire ride and I was a TLR guy, mm-hmm. cause that was one of the cool things about being a TLR guy back in the day was you had access to all the low C tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and that was one, one thing that I always thought was set up well, like with the horizon sponsorship back then, or the, the, the uh, team Losi sponsorship back then is like, you could go to one place and get all your stuff and yeah. you know, associated has that now too. Like yeah. literally I could, I can order a kit and get all the hop up parts that I could ever want. And I can get a, uh, everything but a receiver for my car. I can get a battery and get a speed control and get a servo and build build my car completely from one place. I mean that's yeah. pretty awesome. And actually, I I got my new servos. But <laughs> yeah, so those are the I, I, high voltage. Those are the high voltage ones. The new ones. Yeah, high voltage <laughs> servo. They're pretty sweet. I put one in my two wheel already. Yeah, they're all aluminum cased and even the ears are aluminum. So it's pr- they're pretty sweet. So I mean, it look it looks really the fit and finish is really nice on it, and um, it's it's a pretty high quality servo. And I I got it here in my two wheel, and then when I when I set my uh, endpoints and everything, like yeah. lit- literally the like from left to right balance was like within a percent. Hmm. Like a, that was pretty sweet. That is pretty awesome. So. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of what there is for news. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, you know, the store we got mini bees. We've had for a couple of weeks now. That that was one of the newer cars that had come out. We're waiting on the LS, not the LST, but the the low C monster truck to actually come in stock. That'll be the next oh, the big thing. one. Yeah, hopefully before Christmas. That'd been cool if they called it the LST three. Yeah, four. <laughs> four. LST4. Oh, they had a three. Yeah, they had a three. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. 
All right. Is it L or five? Is it L? Whatever. Is it LMT? I can't remember now. Is it LMT? LST. The winner is. Do you want to get into race results? Yeah, sure. Why not? Did you uh, did you check on us this weekend at all? Jackson told me how he did, and I looked at the results, and that was it. Yeah. So now my my wife asked me to take a another uh, sabbatical here due to COVID and stuff. So right. I I mean I still work on my stuff here at home, you know, but um, I've just been kind of let because we had kind of a spike in cases, if you will. <laughs> In the in the Nebraska area, and uh, I don't know, better safe than sorry, I suppose. Yeah. Well, we had uh, uh, so, like I said, Friday uh, we didn't race because it was Black Friday, and mm-hmm. it's a good thing we didn't race because we were incredibly busy on Friday. It wasn't like an overwhelming busy, but it was steady all day long, and uh, uh, just lots of positivity about everything going on on yeah. Friday. So it was nice to 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 have it that way. Jackson Anderson and um, TJ Williams uh, stayed Friday night to help me put the track up. I was kind of afraid I was going to be the only one there, but Jackson had texted me earlier if he could help. And I'm like, heck yeah, dude, get down here. Cause I can put up most of the track on my own. I just, when it comes to the really heavy stuff, it, it's nice to be, uh, to have extra help. Oh, mm-hmm. That's what I forgot. I forgot one thing, and it's going on right now. Before we get to race results, we got to step back a little bit. Coronavirus update. Today, the Nebraska health measures were set to expire. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, they did not. They got extended to December 31st. Oh, wow. So we had to, once again, offer online sign-up. It's limited to 75 uh, people or 75 pit spots, I guess, 75 households. Mm-hmm. Um, on the inside and everybody gets an eight foot table just like last time. So this time though, what I did was, uh, found out after the press conference is over at like 1130, I made the post around noon. And then instead of having it start basically right when I made the post, I made it so that it started at seven o'clock, which is like five minutes ago. Mm. So I'll be curious to see, um, when we're done with this, uh, how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. Hopefully it went okay. I uh I'm always afraid of like a hiccup or something, but I, I think it figures itself out pretty well. But it's just unfortunately the numbers are going down in Nebraska, but they're not going down fast enough. And so they just keep yeah. going. Right. And I I think they're worried about, you know, everybody that got together for the holidays for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's probably like my wife's concern, you know. I don't know. You don't really have the all clear for like two weeks. I mean, you could be a carrier or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want to make this a thing, but yeah. I oh, just, wow. Yeah. So we're already up to 68 entries. So it took five minutes to almost be full. I'll have to go in and make sure that somebody didn't sign up uh, twice because that happened last time. A few guys signed up two times in a row, and that's kind of annoying. Yeah, that was pretty fast. Looks like most of the same people as last time, so that's good. I I, I felt bad for a couple of people who kind of didn't get the memo last time, yeah, right? But I mean, I can only do what I can do. I can you know use Facebook and stuff to to spread it out as much as I can. So, mm-hmm. 
maybe I'll have to make a adjustment or something like that. Well, and like before, you know, if you wanted to bring your trailer and put out your trailer, if you have one. Yeah, I got do one that. guy doing that. One guy yeah. doing that right now. So, mm-hmm. and that's fine too. It's actually supposed to be nice this weekend. The, I think the high on Saturday is supposed to be 49 again. Yeah, as far as eight scale winter series goes, that's pretty great weather, especially yeah. for right now. But, um, you know, it's always an option if you have that, uh, you're able to. And actually, if you do have that uh, capability, like your trailer to pit out of that that sort of thing, I mean, maybe uh, uh, try to, to pit that way, and then more people could pit in the pits that don't have that. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. You know, that would be cool. You know. So you turn the parking lot into a shanty town. You know. Again. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm waiting now to. I'm waiting to to get some of the same instant messages I got from last time that you know. How come? <laughs> how come they can't come? And you no, know, that's a bummer. But I mean, it is it, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, there won't be too much of it. Yeah. It's just a weird year. So yeah, this this year definitely gets an asterisk for everything. So <laughs> uh, before we move on to these race results, uh, just a heads up that the as of right now, the J Concepts INS race that we're supposed to have in February is still on. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, December 31st, we're starting to get close to it. If they drop us down to 50% or drop us up, I should say, if they move us up to 50% capacity, we can swing that mm-hmm. because at our place, our capacity is 307. So half of that yeah. is 160 or so, you know, just, just below 160. Yeah. And that's a 300 entry race. So we mm-hmm. can, we can easily limit, you know, entries to say 140 people. And that gives us a little bit of, of extra leeway if we need it. I think that can still be done. I think if they keep us at 25%, that's where we're going to have to, you know, reschedule. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't come to that. But yeah, uh, hopefully we get through the new year and everything's just 2020 is over with us. And yeah, no more, no more pandemic. Man, that'd be yep. sweet. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I can't wait. I hope I get a, uh, so I've asked for a couple of these t-shirts. Uh, they're South Park t-shirts. One's of Stan wearing a mask on. I just want my life back. So mm-hmm. hopefully I get this for my birthday and the next podcast I can wear them. Yeah. I like to wear that around town. All I want for Christmas is scooter stuff or money for scooter stuff. That'd be sweet. Yeah. I need to get a new exhaust pipe. I was watching the, cause so the pipe I've been using, it's, it's a gin and deli. I don't know. Like it's an Italian pipe and, mm-hmm. uh, gin and deli. I can't remember the name of it. And I was watching this YouTube video. One of the, the places I order my parts from is Scooter Swap Shop and they're in Portland and they have a dyno and they like did this thing where they like dynoed every single pipe with one bike and they kept changing pipes and, and, you know, like dyno in every, every pipe. The pipe that I have that came with my scooter when I got it is yeah. literally like one of the worst ones that you can. <laughs> and I didn't think it was. It was like loud and whatever. I didn't think, think much of it. But I guess as far as a performance pipe goes, it's not very good. It's funny. But me not know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go over uh, syndicate race results really quick. Okay. So we had 93 entries. Uh, we still had it. I think we only had 14 heats. So we really packed them in. Uh, yeah. Went by. It didn't feel long at all. 
our first A main was mini T because uh, I had to move around some to get uh, Marshall's all in the right spots. Mm-hmm. So once again, uh, uh, Derek Wood uh, trounced everybody with his little mod mini. But it, it really is a fun race because I have a spot on the track where I let the stock ones cut. Mm-hmm. And Derek and Derek and whoever else is racing mod has to go all the way around. So it actually does make kind of an equal fun race uh, yeah. with everybody else. And I've just been putting everybody together. Dude, if so, I was running if I was running stock, I'd totally just like copy whatever Derek has on his car. Yeah. And and, and do that and then uh, use that track cut to my advantage. <laughs> yeah. Uh so is Derek and Caden Barrett, and they're the only two modified uh uh mini teeth. Mm-hmm. And then um in stock it was uh Phil Palmer, who is so funny, he didn't even qualify. He just signed up and then ran the main. <laughs> and then <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then it was Brian Kiever. And uh, and Easton Mosier, uh, <laughs> that uh, that rounded out the top three. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Jake Poteet uh, was your TQ in stock, but uh, he just he got walloped on out there. And then it was Cody Mosier, uh, Drake Stadlander, who actually went up and bought a car after the first round and entered <laughs> the second round. That's and what then, that class is all about. Yeah, and then it was Carson Sanders uh, rounding out the rest of it. So <laughs> that does pretty great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Plex spec. You had uh, Daniel Bender getting a TQ and a win. <laughs> um, he uh, he he had to fight for it. There was a couple times where he was um, not in first. I think after lap three, I think he dropped down a little bit and then came back up. Uh, then you had Easton Mosier. Who uh, is driving fantastic? He's getting better and better every week. Uh, Camden Mosier finished third. Eli Vanderbeek, the Vanderbeeks were there, uh, mm-hmm. finished fourth. Cody Mosier finished fifth. Uh, Elliot Delaire finished sixth. Carson Sanders was seventh. And Angie Vanderbeek, Mama Bear Vanderbeek, uh, finished eighth. Awesome. Yeah. So, stadium truck. So, uh, this guy got another TQ and a win. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, I think Caden Bairding and Dayton Mosier were both faster than I was as far as lap times go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I rewatched Rod Case's video and uh, they both kind of ruined each other <laughs> on like the second <laughs> lap. And because uh, I all I saw was I was being pressured early and then like two laps later, all of a sudden I had like a straightaway lead and I really didn't see what happened. So. Um, yeah, I went. I went back and I saw it, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what happened." Jake Wiggs from fifth from the fifth qualifying spot uh, finished second. That's cool. Uh, I think that was his best finish of the day in the classes that he ran. Dayton Mosier finished third. Caden was right there behind him in fourth. Uh, Tyler Brinkerhoff was fifth. John Berding was sixth. Matt Mosier was seventh. And T.J. Williams made the main on his own. He qualified sixth, but he finished. Uh, he finished eighth. But he made the main out of 14 trucks. So he's getting better. That's pretty he's awesome. To, he's got to control his. Every time I see him and he's doing good, he's he's got to control his car better. Like he's got to he's got to not over jump stuff and, and overshoot corners and, and, and steer hard into stuff. He's got to be smoother when he's doing good mm-hmm. is what I see. So. Uh, so with that, I actually. Um, have my truck here i'm starting to uh take all my electronics and stuff off of it because um 
it's best five out of out of eight and i've won every single round that i've raced in so i have three drops to give one of them i was in south carolina and then i got the other two so um i'm just going to go ahead and uh not race it the rest of the year i'm going to put this baby back on ebay and and move on and see what else i can buy your, so your your cars are like they're all like you know you, you have no uh no attachment to them at all they're just gone <laughs> i i have i have attachment to some things but not not like newer race cars expert was next uh this one uh was a really good race uh, uh david peevler was your tq chance roll qualified second chance roll won the race david peevler got second so they tied in points for the day Mm-hmm. Um, I think the points between those two are are pretty close. Um, Kenny Danley got third in expert. Uh, Caden Sanders uh, was fourth. Um, Caden was one of the bump ups from the B, and he finished fourth in front of his dad. I might add, uh, Mike Sanders finished fifth. Caden Caden is a spitting image of his dad. So Caden's got kind of like this '80s. I don't want to call it a mullet, but he's got like this long hair <laughs> '80s cut. And uh, I was like, dude, like you look like your dad when I first met him at Marvel's Hobby back in like 1991. <laughs> crazy. I feel like I, I told him, I said, I feel like I need to like, like trade a slot machine motor or something with you. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Wiggs finished sixth, uh, Dayton Mosier seventh, John Bernie was eighth. Uh, moving on, you got uh, Mod Two Wheel. So uh, Ethan Delaire. Was your TQ on Saturday? Nice, and it was a legit TQ in front of Tom Rinnernecht. And uh, if it wasn't for just one little one little bobble, kind of the same thing. Ethan kind of landed long, landed long, didn't wreck, but he had to save it from. You know how your car kind of slap lands on carpet and you get if you're not yeah. careful to roll. Well, he had to save it, and that's where Tom got by. And then he had a shot at him again, and they both kind of came side by side over the tabletop. And then some lap traffic was trying to get out of the way and they kind of got tangled up a little bit and uh, Tom got back out in front. And that's kind of where he stayed. So hmm. um, Tom won, but uh, Ethan got second. They kind of tied in points again. Yeah. Drew Rubin King uh, kind of climbed up. He fit, qualified fourth, finished third. He was having a pretty good battle with Caden Meridian and Aiden Olson. Um, Caden had his best finish uh, for a little while in mod. Remember the first week he got third. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's kind of been in the back of the pack. Well, he's he, he had a shot at third, but he didn't get it. He got fourth. Uh, Aiden Olson was fifth. Derek Wood uh, bumped up from the B to get sixth. Mitchell Pavel bumped up from the B to get seventh. And Dayton Mosier finished sixth. 13-5 Wheeler. Uh, this one was a cluster at the start. <laughs> so <laughs> It's so, like the 93 Worlds two-wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Chance Rook was your TQ. He went long on the opening, you know, the sweeper jump, and then he landed long. He went wide, flipped over. Um, maybe he didn't flip over. I don't think he flipped over, but he went long, had to save it. Same kind of situation as Ethan. David got underneath of him. They turned. Uh, Chance got back in line right behind him and then ran right into the back of David. David flipped over. Uh, Chance waited. So uh, both of them were taken way to the back of the pack. And then that put Tyler Brinkerhoff uh, to the lead after all that. And um, he had some challenges. Chance finally got away and got back up there to second and had a shot at him. 
a couple times and uh, Tyler held him off. I guess Chance showed me his tires. He said some of the glue, like his, his tires were coming unglued in the race. So that made his car a little bit hard to drive. I bet. I don't, I, I, I imagine for sure. So Mike Sanders got second chance roll finished third, Nick Pavel. Uh, then it was Corey Tannehill, David Peebler salvaged the sixth place. Then it was Poteet and uh, Matt Mosier in eighth place. But that one was tough. That one was really tough. That's probably one of the rougher races we've had this year, you know, but that being said, Tyler Brinkerhoff drove a fantastic race. He got in the lead and just kind of made sure he didn't make any mistakes. That's where he stayed. And uh, independent buggy, Kenny Danley's car was on fire. He TQ'd and won. Uh, Jake Poteet got second. Joe Schnoes was third. Jana Peebler was fourth. Phil Palmer, fifth. DJ Williams was sixth. Brian Damon was seventh. And Drake's, Drake uh, Statlander was eighth. And Josh Ryan finished ninth. The points in this one's going to be interesting because there's been winners all over the map in independent buggy. That's what it's all about, you know? Yeah. Yep. And then we finally had a mod four-wheel drive class. Um, boy, Tom's car was legit. It, uh, yeah. it broke, it broke the computer. Like <laughs> I, I did readjust the fast lap. It's the minimum lap time. That, that it was, it was 12 seconds and he did like an, <laughs> he did like an 11, <laughs> and, and then just to put that in perspective, my fast lap in USGT so far on this track layout is an 11, three. Yeah. Without jumps. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was flying. He was going really fast. That's what Tim said last year when I ran my four-wheel. Because uh, my my lap time was only like three-tenths faster than their lap times were on carpet. Yeah. And he thought it would have been a lot faster. <laughs> and I was like, dude, there's no... There, you guys aren't running over jumps. Like, I ran... When I was working on my four-wheel on carpet last year, because the loop was set up, I was like running like... I don't know, 10 second laps, nine second laps. Yeah. Like no, no issue. And, yep. uh, but he, he thought he's like, huh, I thought it would have been a lot, lot, uh, for a lot bigger difference. He's yep. laughing about it. It was cool to see four wheel drive. We haven't had a four wheel drive class in a little while. It's just been a little while. Yeah. Let's take a pivot lending break and then we'll, uh, um, talk about dirt oval and then we'll get into some questions if there are any on the, on the, uh, there's a couple questions on the chat that we'll get okay. to. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot lending update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. Okay. This is uh, David Olson with pivot lending and I'm here with Don Zoller. Also with pivot lending here in Omaha and supports our Nebraska operations, Iowa operations. So with the tax law changes, I want to kind of get into writing off interest on your mortgage. I know for years and years and years that was appealing and probably uh, had most folks gravitating towards a home purchase was picking up the write off on your Schedule A for the interest. Uh, In 2018, that changed to a higher general deduction. You can still write your interest off, but they took away the non-reimbursed business expense piece in the Schedule A. So it's tougher to, uh, as a joint couple, and Stacey, my wife and I fall into this, um, without the non-reimbursed business expenses, we're better off taking the 24400 as a joint couple. So we're no longer writing off our mortgage interest. So uh, we're looking for 
ways to have the highest possible return on investment for somebody that's a homeowner or thinking about homeowning. I, I know just kind of watching the market shift around with rates, uh, you know, 15 year rates being in the twos now, 26 years, I've never seen this. And I, I think besides your standard purchase transaction in your standard refinance transaction of just dropping a, you know, potentially 30 year into another 30 year with a lower rate and throwing out the idea of writing off your mortgage interest because you're taking the standard deduction single is 18,350. Let's talk about a few benefits. So, and, and Don, I'll let you kind of kick off the possibility of somebody refinancing out of a higher termed note. So let's just say if you're you're on a 20, 25 year, 27, 30 year mortgage right now, is it possible to get down to that 15 range? And with the same payment, using that two and a half, two seven five, two eight seven five interest rate. Well, obviously, like you said, Dave, um, in the past the idea was to keep that mortgage so that you have that interest write off on your taxes, since that's not really applicable anymore for most people with the the higher deductions. The idea now is to go ahead and get that mortgage paid off as quickly as possible so that you get to the point where you can retire and not right. have a house payment. Rates are ridiculously low right now. Obviously, if you're in a 30 year, you can a lot of times go to a 15 year right now, pay it off that much faster. And you're looking at pretty close to the same payment as you're paying right now on a 30 year. Right. So a lot of people in a 30 year are in the fours or high threes, you can get down in two, two and a half, 2.625 on a 15 year. And you're not really changing your payment a whole lot, but you're knocking about 15 years off the life of your loans. And is it safe to say the higher the balance on the mortgage, the more sense it makes to even look at this just because Absolutely. of yeah, the interest has such a larger impact. So for example, if you had a $50,000 mortgage or a $300,000 mortgage, you're going to see a significant advantage on that 300,000 just based on the the amount you're paying on a monthly payment on that higher amount. And if you don't think you can pull off the 15 year, you can drop to a 22. The 20 rates are great too. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. So the play is to uh for for most of us and not all of us, but most of us are taking the standard deduction now. There's the, you know, single is 18350 and joint is 24,400. Uh, in, right, in lieu of the interest write-off. So the idea is to try to get your your loan down into that 15-year payoff range. Don can run any type or multiple scenarios for anybody that's listening. Uh, no obligation as far as credit pulls or application. Just give Don a call. My phone number is 402-715-9082. Those out there want to pay their mortgage off a little bit quicker, make sure you give Don a call, y'all. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lindy, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Let's go over the uh, Dirt Oval results real quick, and then we'll take some questions. Yeah, open uh, me up. There's a few on there, so... Uh, we had almost 80 entries. It says here, uh, 75 entries on dirt oval. And that's really good. I think last round, I think we had 75 or 80, something like that. Wow. This is the most, this is the most dirt oval entries we've had in a long time. Back to back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, in the past it's been 
60, maybe that tops. So, yeah, I, I did work on the track on Tuesday. I, I hooked up the box scraper to the oval. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I hooked up the box scraper to the tractor. I wet the track down a lot. And then I um, took the box scraper to it while it was wet. So it didn't bust up the track in any way. And it just it just took anything that was uh, not level right off the top. That's pretty awesome. You skim it, you know? Yep. Yeah, it worked really well. And I think you could see it. I, I didn't hear as many bodies popping like the late models. You know how sometimes they could bodies will catch. Yeah, you know? and they make a sound. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Any comments about the track or smoothness? Yeah. No. Yeah. I asked around. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, the track's great today." So that's good. That was that was nice. Yeah. Uh, so thirteen five SC mod only had four entries. Um, Chris Flower looks like he was a TQ in a win. Uh, Shaggy finished second. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hart was third, and Chris Zelazny, thats uh, Trevor Zelazny's dad, the kid that works at the store with us and runs Fridays. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, moving on to Street Stock, there was five of them. And uh, Dalton Hallbaker was TQ and win. I think he won last time too. And then it was uh, uh, Brandon uh, Crowell, John Peterson, Jared Tadlock, and Brian Hart. And move up to uh, one of my favorite names for for uh, Dirt Oval, Mud Boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So these are uh, these are basically like uh, tracks of slashes converted to uh, uh, SC mods. Okay, and I think like very modified, like modified, a, like yeah, a modified like, car. Okay, yeah, and you can't like put an LCG chassis or anything. And I think they have to run twelve turn motors, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, the Titan twelve turn, you mean? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. That's that's pretty uh, neat. That's that's cool. Yeah. That that would be your entry level spec class, then, huh? It, you would hope so. Yeah. Um, I think that Traxxas should come out with one of these personally. Yeah. Why not? Could you imagine that? Oh man. Yeah. At every Lucas Oil Dirt Oval race. Yes. Exactly. Go to. It'd be a parking lot full of those. Yeah. Then really, they could do all kinds of other vehicles on that. You know, if they wanted to make bodies, I mean, that that would be actually pretty cool. Yeah. I hope I get the name right. Jim Langdro. Langdro. Langdo. <laughs> L-A-N-G-D-E-A-U-X. Right? Langdo. Sure. Langdo. I bet you it's Langdo. I, I, whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, Matt Solberg <laughs> finished second. Carter Langdo uh, was third. Uh, Paul Bowden was fourth. John Peterson fifth. Rod Clark was sixth. Trevor Langdo. So there's three Langdos in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was seventh, and Caleb Woodward was eighth. And uh, I'm curious to see. Yeah, there was a Wait. B main. Caleb Woodard's racing. Looks like it. Yeah. Huh. I I used to race go karts, uh, or I think they still do. His dad Ralph. Oh. He was really good. Nice go kart driver. Anyway, looks like looks like there was. Uh, if you take the two bump ups, so there would have been 14 mud bosses. Nice. Yeah. Then you got the 410 sprints. These are the uh, fast guys. Um, so Craig Moline uh, was a TQ and a win. Um, Brandon Haichu was second. Wade Gehring from the seventh qualifying spot finished third. Our guy. 
Wade yeah. Herring from the off off road side of things. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow, Bob Hamilton from the eighth spot finishing fourth. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This is this is four ten sprint. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Brian Erb uh, finished fifth. Uh, Darren Ryder finished sixth. Brad Van Wielden finished seventh, and Josh Corzetti, I think is how you pronounce that. Looks like he only did one lap. He finished eighth. Hmm. I mean, honestly, Craig Moline usually wins four ten sprint. Yeah, yeah, but Brandon Heitschu usually is 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 right there with him. So, oh, Brandon's the man, dude. Yeah, I, Brandon's really fast. I, I grew up uh, watching his dad race sprint cars. His yeah. his dad Keith he he at, so locally uh, the track Eagle Raceway is where a lot of the sprint car racing is done around here. Yeah, uh, his dad Keith actually won the very first race at Eagle Raceway. But yeah, uh, Brandon's a good guy. I, I've yeah. known Brandon for a long time. So SC modified. So I believe these guys all wanted to run actual modified motors instead of thirteen five. Mm-hmm. So there's been a kind of a shift away from 13.5 to mod. Chris Flower uh, qualified second, finished first. Mm-hmm. Then it just had. Then it just says Taco finished second. <laughs> so I'm not really. I'm not really sure who that is. Uh, tacos for the win. Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> you think if they raced on Tuesdays, he'd be like, "It's Taco Tuesday." Yeah, that'd be sweet, man. That's a pretty good nickname. Yeah. Uh, third was Jim uh, Langdo. Langdo. Uh, Paul Bowden finished fourth. Carter Langdo finished fifth. Uh, Tony Neerig finished sixth. Looks like Bryson Ramey was your TQ, but he busted out at 25 laps. And then mm. Brian Damewood finished eighth. Mm. Um, Damewood and, and Ramey and Phil Palmer, some of those guys that uh, um, they run carpet and then they run uh, dirt over the next day. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, looks like late model had a full, a full heat. Brandon Heitschu, um, took that one. Yeah. Uh, Brad Van Wielden was your TQ finished second. John Kinzer was third. Uh, Darren Ryder was fourth. Craig Moline qualified fish fifth, finished fifth. Kelly Beller finished sixth. Dalton Hallbaker finished seventh and Josh Corzetti, uh, finished eighth. It looks like there was a lead switch right smack dab in the middle of the race between Brad <laughs> and Brandon. That's pretty cool. B mods. So these are basically two wheel drive buggies converted to a modified. God, I hope I don't kill this name. Uh, Tim Mikatich was your TQ and winner. Dalton Hallbreaker was second. Um, Phil Palmer was third. Wyatt Sprague was fourth. And Rod Clark was fifth. Hmm. And then finally, 360 Sprint. This is usually the, the class that has the most entries for Sprint car. Um, so he likes to run them last. Uh, Craig Moline, TQ and win. So, so right. what's the, so the, the 410 sprint cars, those are open mod. Four, what, yeah. What's, four. So that, that'd be like your world outlaws, like 410, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So open, 360, mod, open, open mod, open tire. Okay. What's 360 then? 360, they have to run, uh, 13 fives and, uh, they have to run a spec tire this year. It's the pro line. Uh, Looks like a Hoosier tire. Yeah, Hoosier thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Wade Gehring finished, got another third place. Nice. Uh, Rod, Rod Johnson finished fourth. Uh, Brock uh, Mikatich 
finished fifth. Derek Sprague was sixth. Phil Palmer was seventh. Brandon Crowell was eighth. Wade's doing good. Miller yeah. White car. Yeah. He's running. I mean, this is paint Wade, scheme. Wade, Wade's a good driver, though. He should do good. Yeah. No, I, I mean, just to show up and, and drive and be able to race with those guys, you know, your first time running on a prepared track with your dirt old car. Because, I mean, the, the setup on oval is, you know, what can make or break you. You know, it's kind of yeah. like any, any one of those guys in the top, really anybody in the main, I feel like could win. Yeah. You know, it's just getting the setup right and the tires right. So. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you have one? Uh, Mad Thunder 2. We're going to go all the way back up to like 630. Uh, Mad Thunder. Mad Thunder 2. What's your guys' opinion on micro RC racing? Bank is great. I used to do it. Yeah. They used, to be, uh, they used to be my Woodstock, man. I was all about 18 scale. <laughs> doesn't Lincoln still still do that? Are they still yeah. not right now? I don't think. but Not right now, but yeah, they still have the same track that we used to set up 2006 i think is when they started doing that back there maybe even before then we were running mini z's on it and they still have that same track it's the rcp track that goes up like a foam puzzle and uh they race 18 scale cars on it and they race they actually alternate uh weeks so they go uh on road or like road course with some jumps on it one yeah. week and then they race uh, oval the next week. And I think yep. the oval 18 scale racing is primarily those RC one cars. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty neat. When I went to China, they had a little like vendors row set up and there was one of them there that had a bunch of uh, mini Z's that yeah. were all decked. They were all decked out with like the best tires and, and option parts and stuff. And the guy handed me like an M12 and there's, uh, there's my 18 scale car. Yeah, they still have it. <laughs> all tricked out. But anyway, what are you saying? They they had a well. They, I would I ones. would like I would like to race mini Z's. I think that'd be fun. Oh, I do too. I you know yeah. I I had an F one mini Z with like the traction control diff and like all the cool stuff. And yeah, yeah. When when you weren't able to get stuff from Tower Hobbies from Kyosho anymore, it's kind of what killed it around here. But now yeah. it's a little different. But yeah, I, I mean, I love eighteen scale racing. This is my eighteen scale car. It's an RC18R, baby. The same one I've had for the car is probably 14 years old, maybe older. Uh, Mad Thunder 2, another question. Slipper clutch versus direct drive and stock class. Which do you prefer? Never driven. Uh, I don't think I've ever driven a stock car with a direct drive. I know okay. a lot of people do it. This truck was direct drive today, or mm-hmm. since I've owned it. And... Uh, I thought it was going to be a detriment on carpet mm-hmm. and it, it definitely wasn't. So I, I can see, cause I normally don't race stock. Uh, you and I yeah. both don't really race stock that much, but I, when I used to set up Emerson's car, uh, we definitely had no slipper for his 17, five car. And he seemed to do really well with that. I think, I think it's just a matter of rotating mass and, and weight, right? No idea. I, I would think so. Um, I, I would be uh, inclined to weigh the hub versus the slipper assembly um, to see how much lighter one is. But I think it's more just the direct power. But yeah, I think you have to drive the cars a little different with the direct drive, but it probably makes your diff setup and stuff like that a lot more critical if you're running oh, a yeah. uh, ball diff. Yes. Um, you probably bark the ever living uh, junk out of that thing. Uh, 
by not having your diff set up correctly, even with the seventeen five. So I th- I think uh, uh, I've always set up Emerson's cars direct drive uh, almost just because of a formality. He was racing stock, so that's what we did. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. and th- like I said, this truck is direct drive when I got it, and it was the Exotech one, and I didn't really want to go and get a different top shaft and all that other stuff, so. I just drove it. I I loved it, uh, especially the, on carpet. The V six point one light car came with the uh, slipper eliminator, right? right? Yeah. Yep. There's your answer. They put it in yeah. the box. You probably need it. You probably would want to drive it. Uh. Okay. So, um, Demonic Wolf sixty nine wants to know if uh, Jackson <laughs> Jack <laughs> if Jackson gave him uh, gave you his tire sauce he found. Oh. No, he sent me a picture yeah. of it, and he wouldn't tell me who gave it to him. And it's yeah, like, all right, you haven't been up there. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, it, yeah, I haven't uh, raced at the Plex since I came, got back from Kansas City a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's just, it, it, I, I'll, I haven't like quit or anything. I just uh, kind of taken a step back here, and once we, I, I'll probably start racing on Fridays again because I've been racing on Fridays. You know, I raced yeah. that one. Saturday on carpet, but I've been racing on Friday nights and staying on dirt. And I'll I'll probably probably another week or so I'll be back up on Fridays. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal. So uh, another question uh, from from Mad Thunder too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna modify it. Uh, do you miss making your own tire sauce? No. Yeah, me neither. The, oh, you don't miss me doing it? No, I I I, I miss uh, I I don't miss uh, worrying about whether or not we have any. Oh, you know, what I'm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, uh, I was so hooked on that stuff that, that after a while you're like, ah, crap, do we even have any? And then, then sometimes we wouldn't have any. And I'd be like, ah, what do I do? Well, my thing was, is like, you know, you'd have guys that use it and they'd, you'd give them a bottle to try or, you know, a couple guys want to try it. You'd split a bottle between the two of them. Yeah. They'd use it up, tell you how great it was. And then they wouldn't buy it. They just go back to liquid wrench or PV blaster or whatever. Yeah. And that was kind of my thing. It was like, well, that's what they want to use. You know, I, it's not like I felt taken advantage of or anything, but it just kind of sucked. Like, you you know, everybody tell you how great it was. Then you go over, they're using something else or using liquid wrench. And it's like, well, okay. And it just, uh, it just yeah. kind of burned me out on it. So that's about it. I mean, no, I don't miss it. Not at all. Uh well I know the answer to this one for both of us mod mod versus stock what do you prefer driving oh modified yeah mod all day <laughs> for me I yeah stock stock has its place but I prefer to have that that extra power when I want it and need it you know I'm not very good at driving a stock car honestly yeah. I don't think I would be as fast with a stock car you know as fat I don't know if I could hang with these guys that race stock all the time. Cause I'm used to just backing my two wheel into a corner and like ripping out of it, you know, and, uh, ha- you know, being smoother with the throttle. And if I raced stock and that was my Woodstock and that's what I liked running, I'd probably be better at it, but I drive it and I'm like, man, yeah, I, I kind of like, I like having the crazy power and, you know, how like going fast, like, you know, and to me, like when I was growing up, it was like stock was you wanted to graduate from stock. You didn't want to make a career out of stock racing. So yeah. it's fine for people that like doing it. You know, I'm not knocking it or anything. It just isn't my thing. And uh, like, 
I I enjoy racing modified a lot more. It just seems to me and both both are, you know, take different skill levels and you know, both are like a driver's class in their own right, but I don't want to have to worry about have power, the newest motor or whatever it is this this time and uh, or battery stuff. I want to be able to charge my car and go drive it and power's not an issue. Even when I race dirt oval like go-karts, my favorite classes were the open classes mm-hmm. or the no no rules classes because you had more power and you know what to do with and it was more about driving rather than working on making sure you had a good thing, you know. They're yeah. good power and you know maintenance I, and blah I, blah. I don't miss racing stock for several reasons. One is I don't have to worry about the motor of the week or whatever. I don't have to worry about overcharging my batteries to keep up or having new batteries all the time. And I like I'm doing this a lot more now for the fun of it instead of the 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 pure competition side of it. And so I like being able to clear stuff. <laughs> if there's a triple on the track, I want to jump it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, that's, that's for me, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And there's some stock cars there I've driven, I've driven. And it's like, dude, this thing's actually kind of quick, you know? Yeah. But it, it's like, like, uh, it's still just, this isn't that grunt power that you have like on the bottom end, you yeah. know, just the, I don't, I don't know. It just isn't my thing. Maybe it will be someday. I don't know. Maybe it, who knows? Three years from now, and be like, man, I love stock racing, but yeah. for right now, I mean, it's just modified is what I like. We got a couple good questions on the chat that I want to get to here. Um, I might skip one or two of them, but uh, we got one from Jason Haley uh, earlier in the day. And have did you did you even did you ever watch the JQ uh, Club Racing video at all? No. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I I did. Um, and, you know, he had started to mention how he would like to see uh, club racing in general change. So he talked about how, uh, like in Southern California right now, uh, at, at several of their tracks, they've eliminated a whole bunch of these extra classes that we were talking about last week. And they mm-hmm. just have, you know, eight scale buggy, eight scale trucking. Right. Yeah. And then when you, you know, your, your B main is your intermediate you know, or, or your, your expert and your C main is your intermediate. And that's just where you end up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also talked about possibly like breaking up the day into different segments, uh, to make racing shorter, like, you know, how racing can get too long. And yeah. so the, the Haley posted this, any thoughts about breaking the big races, all oh, the big races into blocks, like one being stock, including flex spec and the other block being mod. So, I, I missed the big race part because I, I had an answer all ready to go for this. But uh, so Hutchinson used to do that. The fall classic used to be stock on Saturday, mod on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was good in some ways because uh, somebody like me who was back then racing stock uh, and not really racing mod that much, I would go down there and I would end up racing both because I could. I would just at night, I would change my motor over to mod. Mm-hmm. But uh, but in the in the other downside of that though is it made it so that some guys that shouldn't be racing stock ended up racing stock because it was on the first day and the mod guys raced you know the mod was on the second day so you had all these guys that would show up and race both yeah you know and I I think that they got away from that down there uh, when different ownership took over uh, to begin with it, it was nice 
to, to have a race set up that way. But at the same time, the, the big race formula that we have, we kind of know what we're in for, right? When we go. Yeah. And I think it's cool to have, you know, a stock race here and then right after it be a mod race and then yeah. right after it be a stock race and then right after that be a mod race. So you have this real se- separation between, between the two and then the other two get to watch each other as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a good idea, but like, or just separate it. But the thing is, is you, you aren't going to have a separation. Like you were saying, you're like the guys that are going to, you, you aren't going to have, you're going to have more people race both. Like, cause yeah. I, I would, if, if there's <clears throat> like, all right, stocks on Saturday and modifieds on Sunday, I'd race stock. I would. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I wouldn't just, I wouldn't just show up on Sunday because that's track time you're losing out on. Right. Yeah. I think so. so yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd definitely be racing stock on Saturday. But maybe if they had it, well, if you race modified, you can't race stock. And if you can't, you know, vice versa. But then there's other guys that they race both. They race both modified and stock. Yeah. So it, uh, it's never going to be perfect. But anyway. Right. Yeah, we could talk. I mean, maybe we can discuss it later and, and, and all that. But right now, I don't see myself making a change. I Things are going so well right now. I don't feel like messing with our formula that we have. Super Chat. We got a super chat from uh, Peter Renault. Uh, Thanks, Peter. The, uh, the J Concepts wings that came with his S2 B74 body have rows of dots inside the back channel. Uh, do mm-hmm. we do we drill those? And what size? And I I think I know what he's talking about. And I would say shouldn't have yeah. to drill them, right? Well, you can if you want. <laughs> like if you look at the um, like the carpet race. Uh, uh, photos and stuff of like, like Paul Wynn's car. He has that, that wing on the back of his car and they have some, they have some holes drilled or, you know, with a reamer right here. I don't know how many of them. That's something yeah. I actually used to do for smaller tracks. Like we, I remember we'd go to like track side or something. I'd put, uh, I'd put a hole here and I'd put a hole here just to try to, just to try and, uh, like get my car to release the corner a little easier in the infield. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, um, it's not something that's like a set thing. Like you're not just going to, okay, this is the wing I'm running. I better put uh three quarter inch holes in my wing all the way across it. It's more of like a tuning option. Cause you might not, maybe you'll do, do fewer or do like fewer or larger holes. Maybe you want to try like, um, more smaller holes and see, you know, if you like that feeling different, usually like a bigger track, like ours, you aren't going to want to take, put too many holes in it. Usually you just kind of cut the, the wicker down, you know, a little lower or run a smaller wing or something like that. I really don't get into the holes a whole lot and maybe on high yeah. grip I would, but is it usually is I just it, change my wing. It's just for like, um, like when I feel like I need just a tad bit of steering, I'll I'll cut the wicker bill down a little bit back. Is it kind of trying to achieve the same result? Yeah, I, w- I would think so. But th- this is probably like trying to do the same thing, but different. Like it, it probably actually increases high speed steering, if oh. I had to guess. So it, it it's probably letting air through the, through the wing, but still like keeping some of the downforce. It's probably just another thing that you could try. Because yeah. I have... Uh, 
like my wings, like when I went to uh, uh, Kansas City last time, I actually tried, I think, three different wings. And I ended up, this is like the carpet uh, arrow wing, I think is yeah. what this one's called. Um, the one with the lines in it here. That's what I ended up on for the smaller track. And that's like a six and a half inch wing. Yeah. Um, but I started with a seven inch wing and I, and I take my wings and I, I, I'll have like three of the same wing. I'll just cut out different or maybe the holes mm-hmm. moved or something like that. And I, on my carpet car, I have it marked with like four millimeters written on the wing. So I know it's moved four millimeters forward. Right. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty particular about my wings. So it's really just something you have to try and see what you think works best. You know, uh, we got one more, uh, that I want to answer. Brian P, uh, looking to buy my first crawler kit. Which one do you suggest? Uh, RTR and kit. I wanted to answer this one because I know this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so if, uh, if you're looking at a ready to run, you can't go wrong with any of the big three, right? So, uh, element, uh, element RC, enduro, whether, uh, whichever one you choose, uh, the Sendero's a really good base, base truck. Um, the enduro builders kit is fantastic. Uh, the cool thing about that truck. And then the next one is an axial, um, an SCX 10 two builders kit or any of the bodies that they have out there remaining that you can find in stock. Um, you can't go wrong with any of those. And those two, what's really awesome is most of the hop-ups made for those uh, work with each other. They're they're so similar that you could get, say, uh, a bottom skid for an SCX-10-2, and it'll work on an Enduro, and vice versa. So I'd say one of those two. Um, or the Traxxas, the TRX-4. Again, any of the bodies that they have, um, if you want to spend that money for you know, $4.79 for the, for the ready-to-run, like Bronco or Blazer. Um, those are great. And they have the builder's kit, uh, that you can get to. And, uh, the TRX force is pretty awesome. Uh, the portals, uh, definitely give it a slight advantage when it comes to getting over uh, a lot of the uh, riffraff type rock and stuff like that. So I, I, I can't narrow it down to just one for you because it's hard to, but I would, I would say if you, if you stick with the big three is what I call them now, uh, the, the team associated element RC, um, the axial SCX 10 two, or the TRX-4 from Traxxas, you, you'll be happy with any of them. Um, it's just a matter of if you want to get one with a body uh, or you want to build it yourself and get your own body, um, it's all going to be fun. There's so much stuff you can do with them. So, Super Chat. Paul Rideau just gave us a uh, thank you uh, Super Chat. So that's awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. For, yeah, thanks for, for that. two bucks. So Two bucks. Got- hey, how many, how many dollars am I getting? I bet you that to? I bet you that we're splitting. I bet you we're at ten bucks a piece right now between the last three weeks. We're getting up. This there. way getting, more. I'm getting. I should get way more than that. Well, no. What it, we get? I don't know. Probably at least like like sixteen fifty <laughs> a piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so that's it uh, for now. This was uh, Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex and uh, Will Brenton, uh, also with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. He's a top level racer that we have. And we're yeah. get, getting done with our Hobby Flex Show podcast. As always, brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Um, if you uh, get them for a uh, home loan or a uh, refinance, uh, refinance and mention Woo! us. Yeah, $500 lender credit or uh, 0.125 off your rate. It, it, you get to choose one or the other, and uh, it'll be awesome. So 
Um, yeah, I'd choose our sponsor. One, two, five if it were me. But yeah, yeah, for the long term, you bet. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, that's it. We're going to sign off. Uh, you guys uh, on YouTube are always awesome. Thanks for tuning in. All you new listeners that are on there, I really appreciate you uh, checking in on us. I think at one point we had up to like 25 people this time. So What? That's insane. Yeah. That's yeah. So we're cool. getting good. And all you guys yeah. with the super chats. That's great. You guys are you guys are awesome. So yeah, yeah. keep super chatting me up. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take off now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, suck on some more throat lozenges and go to bed. Yeah, draw a nice hot bath. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> take a all bath. right. <laughs> Who takes a bath? <laughs> anyway, I don't think I'd fit in the tub. No. Sometimes I get really sick. I take a bath. <laughs> it's more just being in the hot water. <laughs> yeah. I see the hot tub. Yeah. Maybe that's what I could put in the other corner down here is a hot tub. Would you yeah. come hot tub with me, Alex? In my right, it could be RC car room, scooter workshop, and hot tub. Yeah. Time machine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you guys.